0: Well, good morning, short Church. This morning, if you have a Bible, if you have your Bible, uh, please open it to Psalm 134. We're looking to this morning uh, in our series in the Psalms at Psalm 134. We're looking at the topic today of blessing, specifically uh, as we're looking at the nature and character of God in this time, uh, in this time of self-isolation. Uh, we're looking at the character that God is blessed that God, he wills to bless, I would even say, that our God in heaven longs to pour out blessings on us. And moreover, today, we're going to look at that he enlists us to be people who bless others. Okay, now, normally, when we hear the word blessing, or we say, I'm going to go bless someone, typically, we think, at least I have, we think of, you know, acts of kindness, or we think of doing something practical for someone, or we're gifting someone with something. Uh, And that's good. That's biblical. But today, in This psalm, I want to talk to you about a ministry of blessing through words, speaking blessings. When uh, Jesus is brought all these children, what does he do? He blesses them with his words. When he ascends into heaven after dying in the place for our sin on the cross, rising again. Luke 24, 50 says, in lifting up his hands, he blessed them. He releases his presence, his favor and life through speaking God's blessings on the community and on the people. So that's where we're going. Really excited to anchor us now in the word. Let's turn to our special guest readers. May the Lord answer you when you are in trouble. May the God of Jacob keep you safe. May he send you help from the sacred tent May he give you aid from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices. May he accept your burnt offerings. May he give you what your heart longs for. May he make all your plans succeed. We will shout with joy when you win the battle. We will lift up our flags in the name of our God. May
1: the Lord give you everything you ask for. Numbers 6, 22 to 27. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. <laughs> you shall say <laughs> <laughs> Number six twenty two to twenty-seven. Number six twenty-two to twenty-seven. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron. <laughs> Number six twenty-two to twenty-seven. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. Psalm 134 Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord, Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth.
0: All right, thank you, Janelle and Siska. Such great reading. Thank you. All right, here's where we're going today. We're gonna look at three aspects of blessing found in Psalm 134. Number one, God is blessed. Uh, Second, we bless God. And then third, we bless others. Okay, with that, let me pray. Uh, and then we'll get into it. So Jesus, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you that we get to gather uh, online together. I ask now that, Father, you would bless this time, that your favor would be on this time. I pray for those who, uh, Lord, love your word, love you, but at times feel like it is not in your soul and in your heart to bless them. I pray that they would hear from you so powerfully, so clearly, so clearly those who maybe haven't even given you too much regard this week and they feel very lethargic in their faith. Maybe they're a teenager. Maybe they just have had a busy week and and news has just occupied us. I pray that you would now fill them with your love and that you would show us from your word your desire to bless. And I pray that we would take a missionary stance and that we would speak blessings to the North Shore. I pray you'd stir us up, Holy Spirit, come. I ask as it's it's Pentecost, we celebrate on this day. And I just pray you would come now, just even through uh, this message and just fill us the way you filled them. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, a little bit about this Psalm, Psalm 134 is the last of the songs of ascent, meaning they were uh, songs that God's people sang while they were ascending, while they were journeying up to Jerusalem for three annual festivals, Pentecost being one of them. And they, would, they were journeying because they wanted to worship in God's presence. God's presence was uh, to dwell in the temple. They were coming to Jerusalem. They were coming to sacrifice. They were coming to orient their loves and, and their lives to really party in a sense for all that God has done. And this Psalm being the last one was the arrival song. Like, so, so they finally made it, they journeyed for days and who would be there to greet you as you made it to the temple where, where God's presence would be? Answer, the priests, right? The pastors were there. Uh, the servants in this Psalm, he calls them. And so this was a song of blessings that you'd be invited into to both bless the Lord and to receive blessing upon your arrival. You can read it on the, again on the screen. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord who stand by night in the house of the Lord, lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. Okay, so as we go through our three points, here's the first question to set us up uh, What does it mean that God is blessed? We're gonna look at what does it mean that God is blessed? Uh, let me give you some passages that at least describe God this way. 1 Timothy 1, 11 and sixteen fifteen says this, in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. He who is the blessed and the only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Well, simply put, God is blessed means that God is happy that God exists as a perfect union of all good things, that he is perfectly within himself, gloriously a happy God. Mark Jones says, as a perfect being who is fully actualized in his being and whose attributes all gloriously harmonize with one another, he enjoys a most happy life. He has an eternally infinite fullness, delight, and joy in himself. Uh, speaking of God's happiness, the 17th century theologian Benedict Pictet, what a cool last name, says this. And, and think about what he's saying here. For who would not call God happy, who is in need of nothing, finds all comfort in himself and possesses all things, is free from evil and filled with all good. Similarly, another 16th century pastor says this. God's happiness is that attribute whereby God has all fullness of delight and contentment in himself and needs nothing out of himself to make him happy. Sure, what this implies, if there is any happiness outside of God in the universe, any happiness that we experience on planet earth in our beings is a happiness derived from God. It all comes from him. Psalm 1611 says says it this way, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness, infinite eternal fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. uh, Mark Jones points out, theologians have spoken of God's blessedness in terms of not just his abounding in all good things, but also his being free from all miseries, First John 1, 5 says God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So let me just say this, to know that God is happy should make us happy. To know that God is fullness of joy should make us be excited about the most fullness of joy. Uh, There's so much we could say in this sermon. I recommend uh, John Piper wrote a book uh, called The Pleasures of God. One of the most powerful ways to just focus on this. uh, And he just goes through the whole scripture about this idea. But even Jesus, the man of sorrows, Isaiah calls him. If you remember in Hebrews, it says this, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. John Owen put it this way because of his work on our behalf and Christ knew that we would experience joy. God would through Christ and the spirit offer us continual, fresh communications from the fullness of his blessed being. And and let me say this, you know, this experientially, you and I will only be as happy or miserable as the God we serve, right? if we serve the God of our work, we only will be as happy or miserable as how well it's going. Praise God that there is a God who is blessed. All right, so if that's God is blessed, second, this Psalm, in order to flourish in our souls, invites us in to bless the happiness of God. We get to bless God. We get to worship God. So here's the invitation. You can see it again in verse one. Come. Like get over here, like come bless the Lord. All you servants of the Lord. Sure, your purpose on planet earth is to bless the Lord. That's why you exist. Uh, We can't forget, this is really key. So look right at me. We can't forget as apprentices of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, as believers, that we are here to serve his purposes, not our own. We just, we can't forget that. Uh, We've been saved from eternal death, not to follow our own passions, our own projects, our own priorities, but we've been saved to do his will, his purposes, his priorities to love his people. Augustine, man, his words could not resonate more than ever right now, where he says this, there can be only two basic loves, the love of God unto the forgetfulness of self, or the love of self unto the forgetfulness of God? Sure, pick the first. The purpose of your existence. So if you're talking to someone, like, what is the purpose of my life? You already know what it is. The Bible's really, really clear. Isaiah 43, verse seven, everyone who's called by my name, whom I created, purpose for my glory to worship God. So if I may, can I suggest, perhaps, Okay, you, just, you think about your own life right now, perhaps what's often underneath our struggles, our real depression, our frustrations, our discouragements, perhaps is an underlining truth that what we've made the good life to be is really all about us like maybe underneath some of that hardship and frustration is we've made our good life about us and not God. Like like our desires without any regard to his purposes. And, and, And as apprentices of Jesus, we were made to serve him. Now I'm not minimizing what you're going through, nor am I saying he doesn't care. The Bible says, cast your cares, throw them onto him because he cares what happens to us. But I am saying, if you are finding it hard to bless the Lord, uh, which is your new purpose and which the Holy Spirit in you wants to do, if you're finding that really hard, perhaps you should ask him, maybe I'm trying to get you to serve me rather than being blessed to serve you and others. Like maybe. So let me just ask you, when was the last time you said out loud, I bless you, Lord? Like, I mean, like you just, you were like, man, I bless you, Lord, I praise you. When was the last time? Okay, let's do it right now. So here's what we're gonna do at home. I want you to just, uh, I want you to put out your hands like this. Okay, kids, you can do it, it'll be a part of your sheet. So you gotta check that you did it. Um, but put out your hands like this, And I want you to take a deep breath and close your eyes. And I want you to tune your soul to God for a moment, okay? So let's do that. And then you're gonna repeat after me. So close your eyes, put out your hands and repeat after me. I bless you, Father. I love you. I bless you that I can call you Father that your love for me is grounded on Jesus and all his infinite merits. I bless you for how tenderly you love me. I bless you Holy Spirit for pouring new life into me and that you long to bless me with your presence. In Jesus name. Okay, we did it. So we've seen that number one, God is blessed. Number two, we bless God, that our purpose in life is to enjoy and to delight, but not only to enjoy and delight, but to express that delight into blessing the Lord. Third, we're gonna look at, and most predominantly in this sermon, we bless others. Look at verse three. He says this, may the Lord bless you from Zion who made heaven and earth. So this is the last part. This is what the priests would have said over the people. And here's the beautiful truth, different sermon, but in Christ Jesus, the Bible says we have been made priests. So let me show you in Deuteronomy 10 verse eight, what the role of the priests were. We read this, at that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the ark of the covenant of the Lord. They were, they were to carry the presence of the Lord to stand before the Lord, to minister to him. So so they blessed the Lord. They didn't run, they stood. And then they were to bless in his name. So in Jesus, we are all made priests. That's what the Bible teaches. We all have, listen, the same authority and the same access to God as Jesus does. We have the same, we are in Christ, he is in us. We are literally now the temples of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. Let me give you another verse. First Peter 2.9 says this, but you are a chosen race, a royal, what's our word? Priesthood, priesthood, right? Priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That's your purpose. Again, we proclaim his Excellencies. So we carry this role. We're to be in His presence. We're to bless Him, and then we bless others. Uh, so when we're speaking of blessings in this way, the Hebrew word literally means to invoke divine favor. It it speaks of res, of you you're you're wanting to see the prosperity of how God wants to bring Shalom and himself into a community, to a person. It speaks of peace, fruitfulness, uh, enjoyment of victory over enemies. So when you think of blessing, I find it helpful to actually go to the Lord's Prayer. In the Lord's Prayer, you, you get to see God's heart of what he wants for his people. And you also get the right order of what he wants. So let me just take a few of these. Our father in heaven, he's hallowed be your name. So what you're, what you're saying in there is come and be God, hallowed your name with all your attributes and all your character, fully manifest them in my life, in my family, in my community. I, I, want, the, I want more of God in my workplace so that people are overwhelmed by your real love your goodness, your mercy. So we're, we're praying, God, break out as God. Would you break out as God so that the result is our neighbors are, are worshiping your name, your kingdom come, right? Your rule, your reign, we want it to break in. May the life of Jesus come and be present now. I find that helpful when I'm blessing because I bless to that end. And and then you There's in the Lord's prayer, our daily bread. God cares about our needs. We wanna bless those who don't have much. And so so let me say this, what we need to know when it comes to the ministry of speaking blessing is that like the book of James tells us, our words are very significant, That, that our words in the unseen realm infused with God's presence and authority, they're meaningful, they're powerful, and they form reality. So our words are massive in God's economy. So when God created the world, uh, he didn't just think, let there be light. He didn't just make light with his hands, he spoke it. Our words speak into existence, God's kingdom. And so with that mindset, now look with me at the uh, passage Janelle read as well. Number six, okay context here, God is giving Moses the blessing to Aaron that he is going to speak over the people. So, so here it is. It'll be on the screen as well. Verse 23, he says, speak to Aaron and his sons saying thus, you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them, right? Do you see the pattern? So we speak blessings on the people and God says, and then I will come and bless. We put the name of God on the people and then God comes And blesses. Now, really, really important here, the blessing that God spoke there in number six was actually spoken to Moses um, so that Moses could teach Aaron how to bless the people. Now, Aaron goes to do it, and you read about this in Leviticus 9. And basically what happens, you got to imagine this, that all the people are gathered. Like this is the first time that this blessing comes out. They've just done the sacrifices. Aaron then climbs to the high place and he blesses the people and he shares this blessing and nothing. Right, I, I like how one uh, pastor put it. He says, I can just imagine the people standing there and going, oh, I didn't know Aaron was a poet. That was a, that was a really... Nice. That was really nice. I haven't heard that. Have you heard that? No, Miriam. Me neither. Those are lovely words, but what do we do next? Okay. Then here's what happens next. Moses is like, oh man, Aaron, you don't get it. You read in verse 23. So then Moses grabs Aaron and he goes into the tent of meeting. He goes to where the presence of God is. And then look what happens. And when they came out, they blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. And then the text goes on to talk about the supernatural descending of God's presence. It's incredible. But what happened here? Just just picture this with me. What happened is he takes Moses into the tent. And when Aaron blesses the second time, this time the glory of God appears and is released. The supernatural breaks out. So what was the difference between the first and the second? What's the difference? It's the difference between the practice of religion and life in the spirit. Religion is merely about speaking the words. I know some of you have grown up in churches, whether it was Catholic or other churches, and you've heard this blessing, you've had blessings and they were just words. Walking in the spirit is about releasing the life of Jesus. The secret was not in the words that were spoken, but rather it came from the tent of meeting. So we can just speak to people and say words and and look, it can be the driest liturgy on the earth it can be beautiful words, but have no power, or it can be those same words that carry the fullness of life and release the blessings of God on people. So here's what I'm saying, I'm gonna be really clear. What I'm saying is that when we bless with his presence in the spirit, real manifestations of God's reign, his healing and blessings are released. The unseen realm obeys. To to bless isn't just to give a bunch of like, I wish you well, here's a little sentence or I hope you, I hope you do good. When you bless with the spirit's presence, you're unleashing into reality what's in the father's power to unleash as we bless. When we bless in Jesus' name, he comes in. God's presence moves. When we bless in, in Jesus' name, we bring Jesus with us it's as if Jesus is touching them it's as if Jesus is blessing them we bless others to experience Jesus peace his deliverance his life after he frees the uh, gardening demoniac he says I've done this so that you may have life sure I know we hear this a lot but he's really a person and he's there to do good And his kingdom is really, really coming. And his reign comes on earth through us. And he is bringing how things are on heaven to earth. So if we're going to speak blessings and we're going to release blessings on people and on communities, what's our highest priority? We have to make sure we're in the tent, right? We, We have to come into God's presence. We have to seek to dwell in his presence. And then we want to come out with his presence, carrying his presence And then we must believe that God has authorized you as that who has the spirit in you and has empowered you with the presence of God to bring to people Jesus's life. So here's the question. How do you know you're carrying the presence of Jesus? You don't, right? You you really don't. It's when things begin to happen that you think, oh my goodness, like God is with me. So let me just say a few things and and then we'll do it. We're going we're gonna to do it together. First, this is a great way uh, that God opens doors for more gospel sharing, okay? Um, especially for those who don't believe. Let me give you two stories. So the other day I was uh, getting some birthday flowers for some good friends uh, of ours from Frankie and Co. We've got balloons from them uh, when we did some celebrations at the shore. And so we've built some relationship with them. They're right on lawn sale there and they were in the middle of COVID. And I just, when I went to the door and we were you know, social distancing to pick up the balloons, I felt like the Holy Spirit say, I want you to bless them and bless their business. I, I, I wanna bless it. So I go with those <laughs> prompts and I just asked her, I said, would you be okay if I prayed a blessing on you and your partner and, and your business? And she welled up. She's like, of course. And so I just, I prayed something like this. I bless you in the name of Jesus and that God may release to you everything you need to know to enable you to know him fully and fully be who you were made to be. I bless you in the name of Jesus. And I bless this business in the name of Jesus, that God would put more of his favor on you and that this business would do well in Jesus name. And she looked at me and she said, thank you. Like, she's like, you're that pastor, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. She's like, that was so beautiful, thank you. So the other day, my neighbor, John, he, he uh, drives an ambulance um, and I asked him, I was like, John, I know you're, you're going out there. I really appreciate all the work you're doing. Can I bless you? And he just looked at me and he's like, no one's ever said that to me. And so I, I got to pray a similar blessing on him. Um, okay, one funny, another story. I don't know what time you guys have, but, um, so like two days ago I was out biking and I saw this really nice gentle guy up in his 60s. Was, he was, uh, we just kind of talked a little bit about the weather. And then I was, dri- I was biking back down the hill and I saw him getting into his vehicle. And again, I felt the Holy Spirit say, I want you to bless him. So I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna listen to what the spirit says. So I go over there and I say, hey, you know, like how you doing? My name's James and uh, like how the hike was good. We start talking a little bit, where are you from? And, and I just said, hey, I pulled over because I really felt like uh, God wanted me to bless you, to just, he, that he really sees you and that he, he wants to f- put his favor and his love on you. It, Can I bless you? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, (laughs) I I try to recover, but you can't really recover from that. Um, So then I'm like, well, and then while he says no, he just stopped whatever he was doing in the back, gets, while he's still talking to me. He gets into the driver's seat, buckles up mid-conversation, and I know exactly what he's thinking. He wants me to go into the passenger side, right? So just kidding. So he literally just (laughs) drives away mid-conversation and then yells, keep safe. So it doesn't always go well, but... There you go. Sometimes you gotta hear the, the, uh, the ones that don't always work. All right, let me show you some examples in scripture. Here's the first one. Siska read one of these passages, um, but First Thessalonians three eleven says this, and this is a blessing. Now may our God and father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our ways to you and may the Lord make you increased and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. And as Cisco read, we read in Psalm 21 to five, may the Lord answer you when you are in trouble. May the God of Jacob keep you safe. May he send you help from the sacred tent May he give you aid from Zion. May he remember all of your sacrifices. May he accept your burnt offerings. May he give you what your heart longs for. May he make all your plans succeed. We will shout with joy when you win the battle. We will lift up our flags in the name of our God. May the Lord give you everything you ask for. Okay, so we're gonna do this. I'm gonna invite Jill up right now. She kind of doesn't know I'm doing this, so I'm gonna invite Jill and I'm going to bless Jill. And I wanna show you just what this could look like. And then we're gonna, you can do this with each other at home. So, Jill, everyone give a round of applause for Jill. Yes, Jill. Okay, now let me say this. Most of us here, Jill, why don't you come? Can you check the camera that we're both in it? Okay, you wanna come right here, social distance wise? I'm gonna read it because I wrote it specifically for you. You can see us both? Okay. Now, let me say this, most of us, when we go uh, to bless, we typically, what we do is we pray uh, and we use the word bless in our prayers and that's different than blessing. We should pray, but when we bless, it's different. So so for example, if I were to pray for you, I, I would say something like this, like, Father God, uh, you love Jill and I wanna thank you for your work in Jill. And I pray that you would bless her now. And you know, I pray that, that you'd do really good things for Jill. You'd give her a sense of peace. And I I pray wherever she's feeling unloved, would you fill her with you in Jesus' name. Now that's good. And, and, And the Lord does move in prayer, obviously, but that's different than blessing. Prayer and blessings, they go together. So here's what I'm talking about when I say blessings. So Jesus is in me, he's authorized me to bless you. And so I wrote this for you. So Jill. I bless you in the name of Jesus that He may encourage you. I bless you in the name of Jesus that you may be confident that you are unique and valued in your uniqueness, that the Father loves you, that you have nothing to prove, that you don't have to fight for anything. I bless you to know that you are known and loved by Him. And I bless you that your heart may rejoice. In confidence towards him. Yay! Did that feel different? Hmm? Oh yeah. Oh cool. Yay! Hey, thanks, Jill. All right. Here's another example, Jordan Chong. Yes, I wrote a, I wrote a blessing for you, Chong. So yeah, you can go. Maybe more, more. Jill, is he in the is he in the shot? Probably. Sure we kind of look the same, like just totally. shapes. Absolutely. All right. Okay, Jordan, I'm going to bless you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you that the favor of God may rest upon you. I bless you that you may have clarity of focus as you follow him. I bless you in Jesus' name that your identity find its anchor in who you are, who he says you are. That things may fall away from you, any sin that seems to be alluring, and that the Spirit set you free. And I bless you to have a straight path in God's purpose. I bless you in the name of Jesus, that you may know you are never alone, that you are always loved and he's always with you. I bless you in Jesus' name to know you have received success in the Father's eyes and in Jesus, that he may rest on you to give you peace and that you would be released to be all that God's made you to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, sweet. So we're not just speaking religious words to each other in the ministry of blessing. We are ministering life where God comes in and people experience him. Uh, Let me say this, one of the beauties of blessings is it's it's such an act of faith where inwardly you're surrendered. Like you're desperately dependent. In that moment when I'm blessing Jill and, and Jordan, and when you're doing it for other people, you have no power. You're waiting on the spirit to just do what the spirit does. And that's where, exactly where God wants you. And so let me encourage you, when you are blessing, ask the Holy Spirit to give you his love for that person and his presence. Now, another text, and we'll close with this, but um, there's a few more the scripture talks about, but Romans twelve fourteen says this, bless those who persecute you. Bless. This is not speaking of like, you know, give them a gift. This is speak from heaven's presence, favor upon them. Because not only will that keep you from any bitterness that God wants to bless them. Do you remember when Jesus was on the cross, he forgave them, right? How many of you have ever got frustrated or angry before, right, at someone? Yeah, we all have. So you bless them. So you can just say something like, Okay, that they, they should have cut me off or he shouldn't have yelled at me or I shouldn't have had that conflict with that person at work. So Father, in Jesus name, I now bless them. I bless that you'd bring them peace. I bless them in the name of Jesus that whatever is underneath their pain, that you would now come and show them this week how deeply loved and how much you love them. Give them awareness of your grace and I bless them now in Jesus name. Right, we bless those who persecute us. Now, imagine you're you're, you're blessing someone who's sick. Okay, so we were in a pastor's prayer meeting. We had met with all the North Shore pastors this last week um, to talk about how we're all gonna regather and re-entering. It was a beautiful meeting. Loved the pastors, um, incredible men and women of God. One of the brothers I got to pray with was a Iranian pastor named Arash. God's blessing and just anointing his ministry. People are coming to Jesus every week from the Iranian community. So we bless him, Arash. Uh, But anyways, we were praying and uh, he, he has a respiratory uh, condition and the kidney condition. And he was telling us about that. And I asked if I could pray and bless him and, and we did. And so I just, I just after I prayed for him, I said, Father, I now bless Arash in the name of Jesus that his total respiratory system might be cleared through and that you would now touch him and all the tissues would form back in his kidneys and that you may cause healing in Jesus' name. Now, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I left it up to the Holy Spirit, but I'm giving you examples of what this looks like. So here's the key. When you're praying about how to bless someone, ask again, the Holy Spirit, this question, what about God's shalom, his peace about the gospel of Jesus does this person need most? And ask the Holy Spirit and then bless them. All right. So as we close, I have one more passage for you. I'm gonna have links to different uh, resources around this. Uh, there's a really good book that I recommend called The Way of Blessing. And we'll link that as well. That speaks to how to bless communities, how to bless uh, lands, uh, different properties, all that kind of thing. Uh, but let me give you this passage just to link you into it. So Jeremiah 29:7 says this, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, seek the welfare and watch this and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. And so let's do that now. Um, I don't know uh, where you're at right now or how you're watching this, but would you take a moment, ask the room, maybe your kids are downstairs or, or you're just by yourself and that's okay too, or you have someone with you Uh, ask the Holy Spirit, who can I bless? And if you have someone in the room, just ask them, can can I bless you? And then just ask the Holy Spirit how you wanna bless them and then just speak a blessing over them. You will never do this until you practice it. Uh, And so what we're gonna do Tuesday morning prayer, uh, 8 a.m. is the whole morning, we're gonna speak blessings. And so if you would like, a blessing, something's going on in your life and you know God God loves you and his favor is upon you and you want us to speak blessings over you, we're gonna spend that whole hour just praying for one another, praying for healing, praying for blessings, praying for all these great things, okay? So that's where we're going. I love you, sure. We're gonna now stand together and we're gonna now, uh, as we close, I want you to sing this song. It'll be really easy because it's, mainly in all just scripture. And we're gonna sing the blessings over the North Shore, over the shore church, over one another. So as we sing the Lord bless you, if you can keep your hands up and pray and sing the blessings over the North Shore and one another, okay? Amen. Amen.